Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Football Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Pipkin, and I'm joined as ever by my co-host, Tom Walker. Hi, guys. Welcome to the show. Thank you for taking the time to tune in today. We're back with another full fixture list from all four leagues, Premier League Championship, League One and League Two. So a lot of things to sink our teeth into this weekend. Uh, before we start, quick look back at last week. Bombproof treble-wise wasn't the best. We'll, uh, we'll cover that later on in the show. Generally, you know, a few teams threw a few spanners in the works, didn't they? Uh, Man City, my eyes are on you in particular there. But uh, yeah, some some good talking points from last week, but perhaps not the best in terms of betting. Yeah, Charlton Athletic, I'm looking at you. Yeah, there was a uh, there's a few issues, um, but you know, on the whole, we did pretty well. We had a few people tweet us um, saying that they may not necessarily have followed the trebles, but they followed the tips in general and uh, managed to pull off a couple winners. So. Uh, it wasn't empty-handed, which is great to hear. No, that's good. That is good. Um, so we'll look forward to this weekend then. Premier League will get started with. Um, starts on Friday, Southampton against Bournemouth. Anything that you like the look of there or shall we move straight on to Saturday? Because there's not much in this one for me. I, I struggle to tip this one either way, to be honest. Yeah, agreed. Um, you could flip a coin. I think don't know what yeah. to expect from uh, from either side. Southampton winless at home so far, so they'll be hoping to uh, to change that. Yeah, definitely. So let's look at Saturday then. You've got one twelve thirty fixture: Leicester against Tottenham. That promises to be a good one. Followed by uh, Burnley, Norwich, Everton, Sheffield United, Man City, Watford at three o'clock, and then Newcastle, Brighton at five thirty. Uh, Leicester Spurs, if we start with that, that looks like a both teams to score if I've seen one in a while. You've got it, mate. That's exactly what I had wrote down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah of course you have. You love a both teams to score. I love it, mate. Uh, what is the price for that then? Six to four, Tom. Six to four? Uh, sorry. Are you sure? Sorry. Four to six, Tom. That sounds more like it. <laughs> Four to six. My bad. Everyone's probably just leaped towards their betting apps. <laughs> yeah, to try crash the car. That one up. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, four to six. Sorry. So uh, yeah, odds on. Uh, but, you know, Leicester at home especially, uh, you expect them to obviously uh, be on the front foot a little bit more. Though, you know, they certainly went toe-to-toe with United, didn't they? Um, mm. And yeah, you know, Kane, Vardy, Son is in scintillating form. Uh, there's there's goals in both teams, so looks a sensible bet. I think Spurs were a lot more impressive than a lot of people thought they were going to be um, last yeah. weekend when they beat Palace four 0 very very comfortably. So yeah, both fancy both teams to score for that one. Then looking at the three o'clocks, um, Burnley against Norwich. After what Norwich did last week against Man City. Can they go away to Burnley? It's one of them things. You think, this team's just beaten Man City 3-2. Why don't I really strongly fancy them to beat Burnley away? It's weird. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 No, I, I 100%, I 100% get what you're saying. Um, I've, I've found a lovely price, and I know you're going to be a massive fan of this. Massive. Go on. 
It's double chance, draw or Norwich, four to five. I think that's a lovely price. The Norwich victory is even more impressive because of their injury list. Yeah. Right? And a lot of them, they are still missing. So they're still missing quite a few of their kind of key men. So that's something you need to be aware of. But Burnley, you know, they've been decent so far. But technically, they haven't won in the last five games. You know, a decent draw away at Brighton. Um, you know, a good draw away at Wolves. Ran Arsenal close. Beat Southampton opening day. Um, but, you know, they, they don't seem to be blowing anyone away. And, you know, with Norwich's form and the way they play, I fancy him for at least a goal. And I don't know if I can see Burnley getting, you know, two against Norwich. I don't know. I just, I feel like they have one in the locker and that's probably about it. Yeah. Yeah, you could definitely see this one being something like a one or draw. So I certainly see where yeah. you're coming from with the double chance. Yeah, that's not a bad price at all, really. Four to five for Norwich. Because if yeah, anything's going to give any team any momentum, it's going to be beating Man City. So... Yeah, they can really yeah. push on despite their injury problems. Didn't hinder them last week. So, um, you know, certainly if they can beat Man City, they're certainly capable of beating Burnley or at least getting a draw. Yeah, 100%. Speaking of Man City then, they play Watford at home. City are priced at 1-10, to 10, as you'd expect. Very short. Draw 9-1. to 1. Watford 18-1. to 1. Um, Watford fought back to get a 2-2 draw against Arsenal last weekend. On Kike Sanchez Flores's debut, is it? Well, it's not a debut again. Is it? Re-debut? Is that what you call it? Yeah. Second time round? Debut two? I don't know. Debut version two? Debut number two? Yeah. Whatever. But anyway, it was an impressive result considering they were 2-0 down. They could have taken all three points at the end as well yeah. uh, had they taken the chances. They come to Man City who, as we've spoken about already, lost to Norwich last weekend unexpectedly. Their defensive injury crisis has got bigger today. John Stones has been ruled out for about five weeks. So Otamendi is the only recognised senior centre-back. Uh, so considering that, I'm not going to say Watford are going to go to the Etihad and win, but no bringing up our favourite both teams to score again, I can definitely yeah. see Watford getting on the score sheet, taking advantage of City's defensive problems and getting at least a goal. So I'm not saying they're going to win it, but both teams to score is 19 to 20. So just a tad under evens. And I think that's a really good price. I will also go one further on the both teams to score. Five to four, Man City to win and both teams to score. Because ultimately, you know, yes, Man City got defensive problems, but, you know, Sterling doesn't play right back. Do you, know, no. do you know what I mean? Aguero isn't a centre-off. They've still got all that amazing attacking talent and they'll have most of the ball, et cetera, et cetera. And I see where you're coming from. You know, Watford, uh, before the kind of bad form, they, they were still good for a goal, weren't they? So, um, yeah. yeah, even with with the likely centre pairing of, I think maybe Otamendi Fernandinho, uh, I guess that's what they'll go for. Yeah, Ferdinand, maybe Carl Walker. Yeah, Ferdinand, yeah. Carl Walker, isn't it? Yeah, Walker can do it for sure. So, you know, they're not mugs. Do you know what I mean? Fernandinho, yeah. Otamendi, yeah. they walk into the Watford team. So, yeah, we're, please don't be thinking Watford are going to go up there and win 3-4-0. But they might get on the score sheet. 
Man City to win. Both teams to score five to four. Yep, I like that. Uh, Everton, Sheffield United, anything you fancy there? Or uh, happy to move on from that? Well, well, yeah, I, I like Everton, but I'm not I'm not enticed in by eight to 13, to be honest. I don't trust them. I don't trust Everton, no. to be honest, at the moment. No, that's what I mean. Uh, to be honest, Sheffield United have been a little bit disappointing since the Chelsea game. Obviously, they had a home game against Southampton. Uh, blunt blades, I think um, you can describe them as. Ollie McBurney, obviously, you know, very unlucky. VAR goal disallowed, but I know they were disappointing. I expected more, and I think they might be in on the wrong side of an Everton team that's better at home than they are away. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, Newcastle, Brighton, five thirty. Get this one's exciting, yeah. isn't it? This live on Sky. <laughs> all the games put live on Sky. They've chosen this one. Do you know what? I I like the way that Potter has got Brighton playing. They they are different. They're a lot more interesting. Last year they were pretty dull under Hughton. Um, they're a bit more exciting, but no, no bet for this game. No way. No. No. Okay, then let's move on to Sunday. Plenty of games on Sunday this week. Uh, four in total, two playing at 2 o'clock, two playing at 4.30. So the 2 o'clock games, you've got Palace against Wolves and West Ham against Manchester United. Um, it's tough to pick from. It really is. I don't know if you found anything from those two games, but personally, it, it's a tricky one. I don't trust Palace. They can't score. I don't trust Wolves. They have been a bit wobbly this year. Maybe the Europa League syndrome. Uh, don't trust West Ham. Inconsistent. And I don't trust United. Incon- uh, unconvincing. <laughs> no yeah. thanks. Honestly. Yeah. No way. Okay. So the two four thirty games. You've got Arsenal at home to Aston Villa. Uh, Chelsea at home to Liverpool. Arsenal-Villa. Arsenal priced at 4-11. to I do expect them to get the win. They've been far from impressive in recent weeks, to be honest with you. Um, the tour comeback against Spurs was, was decent, fair play to them. But, um, you know, the last time out against Watford, defensively, they're so, so bad. It, everyone sounds like a record on repeat. Arsenal, defensively, very, very poor all the time. I just think these are the kind of games where they just they just win, don't they? They win these comfortably, time and time again, season after season, at home, Against either a newly promoted side or a lower mid-table side, Arsenal just do the business. Um, Villa have got a shocking record at the Emirates as well. Uh, last three times they've played there, they've lost 4-0, 4-0 and 5-0. Yeah, the, in the last 24 meetings at either Highbury or the Emirates, the goal difference is, well, the score, the aggregate score is Arsenal 50, Aston Villa 21. So that backs up Ooh. exactly what you're saying about their their terrible form. So basically, on average, they're losing two one, three one, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I agree. Arsenal all day four to eleven. Though you will not catch me uh, jumping on that price, not one bit. No, it's, it's very short. Uh, Chelsea Liverpool. Then I fancy Liverpool for this one. They're priced at evens. If you do like Chelsea, they're priced at five to two. And the draw is 13-5. to five. Uh, Liverpool unbeaten still in the league. Five wins out of five. The only team with a 100% record. They're already five points clear of Manchester City at the top. Chelsea in sixth. 
Played five, won two, drawn two, lost one. What really worries me about Chelsea is defensively, they're so poor. They've not kept a clean sheet in 13 games now. Um, They conceded two against Wolves last weekend, two against Sheffield United the weekend before that, two against Norwich the weekend before that. And if you concede at least two goals against these sides, who are much worse than Liverpool, what chance have you got against their front three? Yeah, agreed. I like some of the players that Chelsea have got in defence. So I'm a big Tomori fan. I think he's going to be a good player one day. right? I like Alonso. He's a good player. I like Zuma, who I thought I did. I like <laughs> Christiansen. But it just seems that this. If you look at the, the team they played against Valencia, so we're recording this on a Tuesday. Chelsea just lost against Valencia 1-0 at home. They had a... They played wing-backs, the kind of 3-4-2-1, I suppose. Um, so the back three was Zuma, Christiansen, and Tomori. So you've got Tomori, first season at this level. You've got Christiansen, who some managers, you know, play him as their number one. Some managers drop him pretty much to the bench. Then you've got Zuma, who looked good at Everton, but is having a... a Torrid start to uh, to life under Lampard. Then you got Aspilicueta, who everyone likes Aspilicueta. Really, like he's never really done anything, you know, bad to anyone. He's been a great defender, but the guy's getting on now. His best days are behind him. Then you got Alonso, lacking pace and lacking kind of concentration. So those five, although they may be good individually as a unit, that that doesn't really do it for me. And obviously. At the moment, you know, Kante is not involved as well. So that, that's that's a big issue. And yeah, for me, Chelsea just as a unit at the backs not really working. Liverpool, evens, for me, I think they're going to be very comfortable, Tom. Very comfortable. I'm yeah. thinking maybe a 3-1, something like that. I, I don't... Yeah. I can't see that. That back five I just read out against Salah, Mane and Firmino, it's... it's 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 a no no contest. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, completely agree. Um, you know, considering Liverpool's defensive frailties as well this season, um, and that Chelsea are scoring goals, then you can see why you'd think Chelsea can get on the score sheet as well. But yeah, Liverpool to win both teams to score perhaps here. Yeah, and that is twelve to five because I had that wrote down. I was just about to interrupt with it. That's <laughs> so a decent yeah, price, twelve to five. Yeah, like yeah, price. it's a really good, good price. Yeah, Abraham, you know, one of the top scorers in the league. Mount's got a couple. Yeah, Chelsea will get one for sure. All right then, so that wraps up the Premier League tips. Let's look at the Championship. Um, there's one big standout in the Championship this weekend, isn't there? It's the mighty boys in red. Nottingham Forest. <laughs> Is this the year? I know we're only, what, seven, eight games in? Seven games in, aren't we? But we're unbeaten in eight games in all competitions. Not lost since we uh, lost at home to West Brom on opening day. We've beaten Swansea away. We've beaten Fulham away. We've drew with Leeds away. We've drew with Charlton. We've drew with Preston. We've battered Birmingham. This is an excellent start to the season, is it not? We're rightly getting pretty excited. It is, and it is. And the West Brom game, we should never have lost. Barnsley at home, you said it in our kind of group chat, Tom, um, that, you know, with our friend uh, who is also a Forest fan, you said this is where Forest have tripped up. 
recently. Yeah. Last couple of years, you know, 22nd, Barnsley at home, no win since opening day. It's a gimme for Leeds. It's a gimme for other teams, you know, towards the top of the league. And, and Forest need to be in that kind of ilk, don't they? Yeah, 100%. 100%. We're priced at three to four for the win, um, which is actually a decent price. I thought we might be a little bit shorter than that, more like one to two. But uh, yeah, you can't see anything other on form for both sides. Anything other than a Forest win um, and a comfortable one at that, surely. Yeah, one hundred percent. This is uh, this is uh, away from kind of me and you being Forest fans and wondering, you know, is this the year? Let's just focus on the on a football match between Forest and Barnsley. You know, Forest should be winning this all day, every day. Three. To, uh, did you say it's three to four? Three to four. Yeah. Yeah. Great price. Great price. Um, moving away from Forest, sadly, because I love talking about us when we're good. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the team top of the table. Uh, it's the early kickoff in the championship. It's Leeds and Derby. Leeds, top of the pile. Spygate. Spygate. Yeah, Spygate. Mark two. Um, yeah, Leeds top on goal difference ahead of Swansea. Leeds. Priced at four to eleven against the Derby team, who Tom, to be fair to you, uh, you pred- predicted a rebuilding season for Derby. Yeah, you know they lost yeah, a lot of lone players. Um, they lost Lampard, obviously, and they lost Tamori, who you know is looking like a steady Prem defender. They lost Mason Mount, who's looking like a an above average attacking midfielder. Um, they lost Harry Wilson, who's doing really well at Bournemouth. Like they're three Premier League level players that Derby lost, so there's no wonder that you know they are in nineteenth currently. Um, and you know it's it's a tough tough game away at Leeds. The one thing I'll say is Leeds have been better on the road, ironically, than they have at home. But a Derby side that hasn't won in its last six games, this should be lambs to the slaughter, surely. Yeah, you'd certainly think so. Great to see as well. Great to see. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> loving it. Yeah. Keep it up, Darby. You're making my bloody season. Love it. <laughs> um, okay, so moving on from that game, there's another three o'clock I like the look of. It's Brentford against Stoke, um, and it's Brentford to get the win here. They're priced at 17 to 20 to do so. Uh, Brentford haven't been good, to be honest, this season themselves. They've won one game in the last six that did come at home but they are currently sitting in 18th in the league Stoke are bottom uh, still no wins from their seven games six losses one draw minus 10 goal difference which is the worst in the league 17 goals conceded which is also the worst in the league Um, I feel every week with every defeat that passes Nathan Jones is going to get the sack but yet he's still there things still aren't improving so I think we should just keep capitalising on that. Um, so despite Brentford not being at their best this season, they are unbeaten in the last three home games. It's a way where they've struggled, really. They've lost the last three away games in a row. There's no, there's nothing that makes me want to back Stoke for this game. So therefore, I'll oppose them and uh, be putting my money on Brentford at 17 to 20. Brentford, for me, when they when they turn it on, they've got... You know, the potential, I don't think they're consistent enough, 
but I think they've got the players to be one of the best sides in the league for me when they turn yeah, it on. Sure. They just sure. they're just not they're just not consistent enough, which is why they're in a team. And uh, yeah, this is a it's a tougher place to go than you may think. And yeah, Stoke. I mean, this is there's a start and then there's seven seven games. Do you know what I mean? Like I I, yeah. I feel like this yeah. is this is dragging a bit now. This has been six seven weeks, and one point is inexcusable. I hope he yeah. turns it round. I do, but it's uh, it's looking bleak. It's looking bleak. Anyway, moving on. Let's talk about both teams to score that we've got in the championship. It's involving probably my favourite team for both teams to score tips, and that's Luton Town. Let me guess. Oh, okay. <laughs> Go on, yeah. Were you going to guess Luton Hull? I was actually going to guess QPR. Oh, that's coming up. That's coming soon. <laughs> you, you've, just, you've just spoiled the... Uh, you're a plot spoiler, you are. The other type of person that would put a Game of Thrones spoiler on Facebook, you are. Bloody those kind of people. I'll sit next. Yeah, I'll sit next to you in the cinema and predict the plot as it goes along. <laughs> One of them annoying I, bastards. I, yeah, I hate those people. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about Luton and Hull. Uh, Luton, three of their last four games have been both teams to score. Uh, the other game that wasn't, they won three 0 so they still scored three goals. Hull, on the other hand, um, they four in their last four games, all both teams to score. Um, in that time, they have been a bit more leaky um, than prolific, but you know, still in the last time out, two two draw against Wigan. Jared Bowen started off the season as he had as he left last. Four in seven. Surely this guy can't stay in the championship much longer. And James Collins, uh, striker for Luton, four in seven as well. So some good good numbers knocking round. Not the best price, so we're not going to stay on this too long. But eight to thirteen, both teams to score. Um, you know, I I, I love Luton, both teams to score. Mm-hmm. I just think that's how the season's going to be. Yeah, yeah, certainly can see that one coming in. Um, do you want to talk about QPR as well then, seeing as I ru- ruined that one? Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's let's talk <laughs> about QPR. So <laughs> it's going to sound like, you know, like basically the same kind of message. So Millwall, three of their last four games, for teams to score. Um, QPR, four of their last five, both teams to score. Uh, Mark Warburton, as we all know, as championship fans know, no matter what team he's at, he has them playing expansively. He has this habit, which I quite like it as a neutral, but as a Forest fan, he used to drive me up the wall. He's got this habit yeah. of fitting six strikers into his formation somehow, somehow, and everything's so open. It's unbelievable. Uh, Millwall. On the surface of things, you don't look at Millwall and see them as prolific. And, you know, when they have notched, they normally notch one, maybe two at a push. But I think they're going to get chances against this QPR side. Um, I expect QPR to win, by the way. So I've got two bets for this game. Both teams to score is four to five. And everyone knows that I like to push it a little further 
Um, I'm actually very interested in QPR to win and both teams to score. That's a massive five to one. Wow, that is a huge price. I don't, yeah, I don't know if I go as far as putting that on myself, but I can see why you'd think it. Uh, but both teams to score for me, yeah, that's definitely a good one. Um, anything else that you like, or there's nothing for me? So shall we go to League One? No, I have one more. You have one more. Girl, you're full of championship tips for us this weekend. Yeah, mate. I'm loving the champ this weekend. Uh, it's Sunday. It's Sunday. Um, West Brom, home to Huddersfield. Now, I know Huddersfield, new manager. A couple of people are nervous about a new manager bounce, all that kind of stuff. In the betting world, that's kind of something you don't typically go against. Didn't really happen um, last time out for Huddersfield. And I don't expect it to happen away at the only unbeaten side in the league uh, in West Brom. West Brom, for me, um, should get the victory. They Largely, they've, every single game they've had this season has been both teams to score for West Brom. So, you know, I, I can definitely see it being tight. But West Brom, for me, will have too much for Huddersfield. 13 to 20. I think for Huddersfield, it's all about, you know, getting through this game with a bit of dignity and then, you know, getting maybe back at home where they've got some winnable games. They've got Millwall, Hull, Middlesbrough, Barnsley, all coming up in a row at home. So I think they'll be looking towards those games um, rather than rather than Sundays. Yeah. Uh, I can explain the lack of new manager bounce for Huddersfield, though, last weekend. There is a... a an explanation behind this. So, they were playing Sheffield Wednesday, who in fact had Gary Monk in his first game in charge. So they got the new manager bounce. Oh, there wasn't enough bounce to uh, share around. Yeah, 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 they couldn't both bounce. So unfortunately for Huddersfield, it just, it was Sheffield Wednesday that got the bounce. Yeah, thanks for clearing that up, Tom. We, We really appreciate it. Not a problem, mate. Anytime. Uh, right, now can we go to League One? Yes, yes. I feel like you're desperate to go to League One. So what have you got for us? I am. Let's start with MK Dons at home to Southend. MK Dons priced at 4-6 to six for the win. I think they'll get it. They're against the Southend side, who are currently sitting uh, second bottom of the League One table. Only Bolton are below them in 23rd, and that's because... Bolton have got minus 10 points. Um, Southend have just got one point from their opening eight games, drawn one, lost seven, minus 14 goal difference. It's by far the worst in the league apart from Bolton. 24 goals conceded. That is even worse than Bolton. Um, They're 33 games in a row without keeping a clean sheet. They've conceded at least three in the last four League One matches. So this is a team who leak goals like nothing I've seen for a long time. MK Dons at home are pretty decent as well. They've won three of their five games at home this season. Their only losses are against Ipswich and Peterborough, so two of the better teams in this league. So not too much shame there for the newly promoted side. I think they should be pretty good value to get a comfortable three points uh, on Saturday. Yeah, bottom line is Southend are crap and they're going down. That's it, yeah. Summarise nicely. <laughs> and yeah, MK Dons, definitely 
a home side to look out for. Let's talk about home sides. Let's talk about a very interesting game in League One. Uh, Wickham and Portsmouth, two teams that have had contrasting starts and not as you may expect. So Wickham sat in third position, um, three points off the top. They have made an excellent start, lost just one of nine, um, winning four, drawing four. So Portsmouth currently occupying 18th. Now they do have three games in hand on uh, Wickham, probably because they had games against Berry and Bolton. Um, Portsmouth, however, if they won every single game, would still be behind Wickham. So they are struggling at the moment. They haven't got um, a win on the road as of yet. They've won one, sorry, they've drew one and lost two of their three games. Wickham at home, played five, won four, drew one. Wickham have the wind in their sails. It is a bit of a kind of, you know, it's, it's a bit of an outsider. It's a bigger price. Uh, but I'm going to go for Wickham. 15 to 8. They've been absolute dynamite at Adams Park so far this season. Um, you can also get a decent double, double chance price. It's 4 to 7. Not too bad. Um, but whatever you go for, I think it should be of a chair boy kind of persuasion. Um, for mm. me, Wickham, wind and their sales, 15 to 8 at home. That's interesting, yeah. Uh, it should be a good game, but I can definitely see why. You're tipping Wickham for that one. It's a bit of a problem that Wickham are doing so well because uh, apparently Lincoln are after their manager, Gareth Ainsworth. Whether he'll make the move or not, I don't know. But, you know, it could potentially yeah. come at a price, their strong start to the season. Thing is, for, for people like me and you, Tom, that have been covering this league for as long as we have, we've known about uh, Gareth for a while. And, you know, he's, he's done really well with Wickham got a promotion under his belt and you know they're you know they're they're one of the more attractive attacking um teams he's still young he's english yeah it doesn't surprise me that people are interested yeah works on a very uh, small budget as well i'm sure they've got one of the smallest budgets in um not not only just in league 1 but when they came up from league 2 they had one yeah. of the smaller budgets in that league as well so does uh, yeah, yeah does, does work well with money as well yeah um, one more from me for this league. It's in the Bolton against Sunderland match. Uh, Sunderland on the nose aren't the best price. So they are four to nine. So I'd like to go for half time result to be Sunderland. It's priced at mm. evens. I think they're a much better side than Bolton. Bolton are still kind of figuring things out after their start to the season has been so tumultuous. They've got a whole raft of new players in that need to gel. Uh, new manager in to implement his methods. It's not going to work overnight. Bolton have been the first half loser in four out of the last five games. Sunderland are always good for a goal. If the two teams just play as they should um, and to their relative standards, Sunderland should win this one comfortably. Yep, I agree. I agree. Like like you said, you know, on the nose may not be overly attractive. So the best thing to do, as you said, Little half time, uh, half time bet, and yeah, Bolton. Although we expect them to put up more of a fight, don't we, against the rest of the league now? Uh, Sunderland is a whole new kettle of fish. 
Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Now they got a, they got a good draw against Oxford on Tuesday night, nil nil at home. Yeah. So you know that's that's a good start. They're the kind of teams that they can be pinpointing to take points off at this early stage. Uh, Sunderland, I think, is a step too far to to want to take points off yet. Yeah, it's a free hit for them, and it'll probably end up uh, with zero points. But anyway, moving on. Are you finished with League One? I am. We can move to League Two. Yeah, ready when you are. You go first. All right. So I am. Um, I'm kind of going to go against the grain a little bit. Oof. A little bit. So. Yeah, I mean, normally, you know, we like teams that are in the ascendancy, don't we, against teams that are kind of in the descendancy and, you know, wind and sails, all that kind of stuff. And with Plymouth, the wind is not necessarily in their sails right now, um, but they are playing a Cheltenham side who have just got their first away win since January of 2019. So. It's been a solid nine months since Cheltenham got a away win. They achieved that uh, with a 2-0 victory away at Salford. Uh, they did follow that up with a routine home win against Bradford. They are very strong at home, despite Bradford being, you know, Bradford. Um, they are travelling to Plymouth, who have been a little bit wobbly. Historically, Cheltenham have not got a good record against Plymouth. They haven't won any of last four at home park. Uh, last last time out um, at home park, they lost 1-0. Previously before that, 3-0. We've got two nils. Uh, it's just not a pretty place for them to go. Although Cheltenham are in third and Plymouth are 12th, I actually expect Plymouth to uh, get the victory here. They are unbeaten at home. So far this season, it's a way where they're having a few troubles. And purely for that reason, I'm going for Plymouth. I do think there are stronger bets in the EFL and the Premier League this weekend. But for me, um, Cheltenham's away days continue to woe uh, despite that win at Salford. Wow. Okay. I didn't think you'd stab Cheltenham in the back so soon after they uh, pulled through for you on the bomb-proof treble the week. Listen, mate, I love Cheltenham at home, and I always look for Cheltenham at home. But Cheltenham away, it's, it's not what we're looking at. And Plymouth, you know, they haven't been sparkling, but I think they've got the better players unbeaten at home. I think yeah. they should get the win here. Yeah, um, I'd say they're a little bit tightly priced, considering how good Cheltenham have been recently and how poor Plymouth have been at evens. I think that's a little bit harsh from the bookies. Yeah, fair comment. Uh, a team I've got my eye on then is Forest Green Rovers. They're at home to Tom Walker's worst team you've seen live this season. Something like that. Worst team in the English professional game this season. That's it. <laughs> That's Stevenage. <laughs> <laughs> um, Forest Green are currently sitting in fifth position in the league. Uh, they've got a very good home record this season. They've played five, won three, drawn one, lost one. Uh, Stevenage on the other hand rock bottom of league two uh, minus eight goal difference which is the joint worst in the league and they've also scored uh, the second fewest goals out of all the teams in the league as well so they shouldn't offer too much threat going forward 
uh, fairly leaky at the back. They've conceded 14 goals. As, as I said as well, the minus eight goal difference, which is the joint worst in the league. The only thing that concerns me about Forest Green is that their disciplinary record is a bit ropey at home. Out of the five games they've played, they've had three sendings off. So uh, if they can keep 11 men on the pitch, they should definitely be good value to win this one. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> Bloody hell, I didn't realise that. <laughs> that's, a, that's a bit of an issue. Well, um, it seems like there's a discipline yeah. issue in general at Forest Green, doesn't there then? Because if they've had three red cards in in their first five home games this season, do you remember last season they had a red card in each of their playoff semi-final matches as well? Oh, yeah, they did, yeah. So they need to sort this out quick because they could be a very good team in this division. Yeah, just a bunch of bloody lunatics, aren't they? Yeah, it thugs. seems. Yeah, it's going around kicking everyone. Um, Must be. Yeah, yeah. On the subject of Stevenage uh, being the worst team I've seen in the English professional game this season, I I'm looking at a team that have kind of used Stevenage and others to make their form better than what it actually is. So let me explain. So I'm looking at the Bradford-Carlisle match. Okay? Uh, Bradford at home. Bradford and my tip. They're five to six. I was having a look at Carlisle's form, doing up my research so you don't have to. They've won two of four on the road. I thought, oh, that's, that's not bad, is it? You know, you'd take that pretty much. Um, then I had a look into it. First away win was against Scunthorpe. That was when they were, I believe they were bottom of the league, Scunthorpe at the time. Um, that was a 1-0. And then the last time out, Carlisle on the road, they snuck past the worst team in the English professional game that I've seen this season. Stevenage, they beat them 3-2. Apart from that, they've lost the other two matches. So they've played the two worst sides in the league. And I feel like that's propping up their away form a bit. And I feel like yes. it's a bit of a lie. Do you know what I mean? That's a bit of a yeah, lie. Yeah. They're not good away. Yeah. yeah, we don't like to be lied to. Yeah. No, no. We like honesty. And uh, for me, Bradford, although they did lose away at Cheltenham, you know, after the Yeti had an Anfield, probably... Hardest place to go in the EFL. We <laughs> they, they did they did beat they did beat Walsall and they beat Bradford and they snuck past Bolton in the Football League trophy. So it's kind of three wins in a row interrupted by that game at Cheltenham. I expect them to get back to winning ways and they're five to six. For me, I think that's actually a good price against, like I said, a dishonest Carlisle. With a crap away record. <laughs> dishonest. <laughs> <laughs> they, I feel like they're dishonest because, they, you know, that, that, they're against bottom of the league both times. It, no, not this. You're not going to get that level of opposition when you go away at Bradford. No way. No, definitely not. Okay, uh, I've got one more for this league, then that's me done. Uh, it's Port Vale at home to Mansfield Town. Uh, tipping Port Vale for the victory, they're priced at 8-5. to five. I think it's probably the only time on the podcast that I've ever tipped Port Vale to get a victory. Port Vale are in 15th position in the league. Mansfield are in 18th. 
John Dempster at Mansfield, he's like the Nathan Jones of League Two. This guy is so close to the sack, it's unreal. If he's sacked before the weekend, it wouldn't surprise me. They've lost 4-0 to Cambridge at home on Tuesday night. It's just not good enough. Um, They've lost three of their last four games. They've not scored in four of their last five games. They've won one game away from home this season. And then we're looking at Port Vale. They've played four home games this season, drawn one, won three. And they've got wins against Plymouth, Cambridge and Forest Green amongst all of that. Um, So if we're looking at the league table, you've got Forest Green in fifth, Cambridge in eighth and Plymouth in 12th. So they're beating some good teams at home. It's a way they tend to struggle and that's why they're so far down in the league. But at home, they're very strong. They should have way too much for a Mansfield side who are playing appallingly at the moment. Yeah, you're spot on. When you when you caught in the, the Nathan Jones of League Two, geez, man, those two are walking the plank, aren't they? Yeah, they're down to the final. They're right on the edge of the plank. Those two, bloody hell, they just need a need a gust of wind and they'll be gone. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I, I Mansfield. If you're a Mansfield fan. Oh, man. I, we've said this before, haven't we, on the pod? Being Forest fans, we had our chance when we had back-to-back uh, yeah. playoff campaigns to get promoted. We didn't take it. Sheffield Wednesday, they had chances to get promoted. They didn't take it. And then you find yourself rebuilding because yeah. players leave. You know, They think, oh, I can't get promoted with this club. I'm going to have to go somewhere else. Managers leave. And that's what's yeah. happened with Mansfield. And they've missed their chance two years in a row. Now it looks like they're going to have to rebuild. So yeah, definitely. Could be a a change in kind of scenario for Mansfield the next couple of seasons. And I agree with your tip. You got any more? No, no. Uh, Yeah, sorry. I should have said at the end there, no more. I just kind of left it in limbo. (laughs) Okay, cool. Uh, Let's recap last week's Bombproof Troubles then. Right, we'll start with mine then as it did perform the worst of the two. I had Bristol City to score at least one goal against Stoke and they did so. They actually won 2-1. Yes, he also had Exeter at home to Leighton Orient, but they could only manage a Desmond 2-2. And finally, I had Manchester City to be winning at half-time against Norwich and uh, we all know what happened there. <laughs> Less said about that. The, honestly, that might be the first time and probably last Man City have been on a bomb-proof treble. Yeah, I'm sure you're probably right. Yeah, and they go and do the, <laughs> what, we they, never... what they did. Yeah, yeah, not happy with Unreal. it. Right. Unreal. So, I I came within a whisker. Uh, I had Peterborough against Rochdale. Uh, they won six nil. Great result. Can't, why can't they all be like that? Uh, <laughs> I also had, sorry, Tom also had uh, QPR and Luton to be both teams to score. It was. It finished 3-2 to QPR. However, I had Charlton against unpredictable Birmingham. An unpredictable Birmingham with a party poopers. Charlton lost 1-0 at home, costing the bomb-proof treble. Bastards. You see, it was that 16-year-old kid that scored again for Birmingham as well. Yeah, yeah. Bloody idiot. Should be studying Man, for his GCSE, not, not playing football. 
Exactly. He's not even old enough to gamble and he's ruining all our accumulators. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. bloody yeah. One day you'll understand, mate. But uh, yeah, in terms of the in terms of the joint treble, um, that didn't do too well. We had Charlton who lost, Exeter who drew. The only leg to come in on that, unfortunately, was the Bristol City to get a goal at Stoke, which was a great tip, Tom. Great tip. Um, it, it was, was a just great in price. With great price. Cracking, cracking find. Probably the finding of the season, I would say, honestly. Um, but, you know, to no avail because it was surrounded by shit, basically. So <laughs> no, one, Pretty no much. one will ever remember. Yeah, no one will ever remember it, I'm afraid. So, no. yeah, that sucks. But anyway. Okay. Uh, so let's have a look at this week's Bomb Proof Troubles. And let's try and go a couple better than last week. Yeah. So if you are new to the show and you're wondering what a bomb-proof treble is, this is a part of the show where me and Tom put together all of our tips, uh, insight, knowledge, gut instinct, whatever you want to call it, into some trebles for you. Hopefully you follow the tips, we all win, and we all bash the bookies together. Yep. Uh, I'm going to read mine out first. I am going to go for Luton and Hull, both teams to score. Priced at 8 to 13. I'm also going to go for Nottingham Forest. Home to Barnsley. 3 to 4. And we're going to go for Bristol. No, we're not. And we're going to go for Bradford City against the Liars of Carlisle. 5 to 6 for Bradford. £10 on returns £51.82. pence. <laughs> The liars of Carlisle. Wow. Yeah. Um, I like that. Bradford, Forest, and the both teams to score. Yeah, that's a strong treble. Definitely, mate. Um, I think that's got every chance of seeing the returns there. Very much like that one. Fingers crossed. So this treble is called the walk the plank treble. <laughs> this is the weekend where managers get sacked. The guillotine comes down. They get pushed off the plank, uh, and we're going to profit from that. So, <laughs> Brentford at home to Stoke, prices at 17 to 20. Nathan Jones is going to get the sack. Port Vale at home to Mansfield, Port Vale price at 8 to 5. John Dempster is going to get the sack. And then Milton Keynes <laughs> at home to South End, uh, price at 4 to 6. Kevin Bond already has got the sack. Caretaker manager, Gary Waddock. Your guess as, sack, as sack to who he as is, well. is as good as mine, but he would also get the sack, let's just say. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the treble pays 7.01 to 1, so £10 stake would pay £80 return. <laughs> Oh my god, the walk the plank treble. That's one of my favourite names that we've ever had on the podcast. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, it's it's literally feasting, isn't it, on the on the remains of these clubs and yeah. these managers. We're like sharks in the water, circling, <laughs> waiting for them to fall off the plank. <laughs> Oh, dearie me. 
that has tickled me, not going to lie to you. Okay, <laughs> so um, let's do our joint treble. We normally construct this uh, with as little editing as possible. Off air, Tom, you said to me that you were going to have Forrest yeah. on your treble. So should we put them in the joint? They go in. Um, I'd yeah, like to Forrest nominate Mills. Milton Keynes. Milton Keynes Dons. Do you know what? How times change. Remember when I was tipping MK Dons all yeah. last season and you absolutely hammered me week <laughs> in, week out for back yeah. in them. Our, yeah. our times change. But yes, um, I also agree. MK Dons. Uh, okay. And then we need one more. <sighs> Go for your both teams to score. Uh, no, let's go for Brentford. Okay, so that let's go okay. for Brentford. I got the price for you here. Uh, that's 4.39 to one. So, a tenner, for example, would pay 54 quid. Great, perfect, love it. So, so just to recap, everyone, the joint treble is Nottingham Forest at home to Barnsley. We've got MK Dons at home to Southend, and we've got uh, Bradford at home nice. to Stoke. So Brent, Brentford, not Bradford. No. Brentford. Bloody hell. Brad, Brad, Bradford, yeah, my bad. They're on my treble. Brentford <laughs> at home to Stoke. There we go. Uh, okay, that's that for the trebles then. So let's have a quick look at fantasy, shall we? Who's no, top of our no, no. leaderboard? No. I've gone up to 80th in the league. We've now got 204 teams. Uh, where are you, Tom? Um, my mic's my mic's my mic's broke. Just that's fine because mine's working. You're 192nd. <laughs> yeah. 192 yeah, out yeah. of 204. You're in the relegation zone, my friend. <laughs> Mate, honestly, relegate me. I, I, do you know what I'm going to do? All right, as soon as we finish recording this, I'm going to play my wild card. Good. Because I'm, si I'm sick of this. Do you need... Let me just have a quick look at your team. No, I need to. It's crap. Yes, yeah, yeah, you need to. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got Sterling and Bernardo Silva. Martial's injured. Not my fault. Jimenez for Wolves has been crap. He needs to go. Vardy's been all right. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I just, yeah, it's just not good. <laughs> basically, basically, well, it's just not good. But read out a couple of the people yeah. that are good. Tom. Let's concentrate on the people that are doing well, shall we? We've got Darren Venn, still top. Yeah. We've been top for a few weeks now. We're crawling the gang. Sean McCarthy up to second. Kyle Fitzgibbon, Dan Lynch, Dan Bell, Mark Walsh, Daniel O'Reilly, Jason Jarrett. Real one, Yusuf, uh, all up there in the top 10. Uh, so yeah, 346 points is the points tied to beat at the moment. If you are beating that and you're not in our Fantasy Football League, join up. The league code to join will be in the podcast show notes. We can give it to you on social media. And at the end of the season, if you're top of the league, there'll be a £20 free bet on offer for the winner. Uh, where's where's Chris Hinder with Chindle's champs? Our reigning champ is in 16th, so uh, not too far back. Pretty good, to be honest. Yeah, isn't yeah, it? Not bad. not bad, that. That's cracking. 
yeah, I'd, I'd take that all day. Same, same. But anyway, uh, social media? Sure, yeah. So um, if you have enjoyed the show and you want to extend your podcast experience, uh, you can do so by following us on social media and liking all our stuff. So the best place to get us is Twitter, T underscore FB podcast. Um, on Facebook as well, we are there. We have a page, www.facebook.com slash football betting podcast. And if you want to email us with inquiries, questions, perhaps complaints, who knows, um, football betting podcast at gmail.com is what you're looking for. Yeah. And if you have enjoyed the show, guys, we would really appreciate a rating or a review um, on whatever you listen to it on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever, just as a thank you for our uh, time. So we hope you enjoyed the show and hope to see you again next week, hopefully with some winning bet slips, whether you back the bomb proof trebles or just kind of pick out the tips you like and make your own accumulators. Um, we hope you enjoyed listening. Yeah, 100%. Thank you very much, guys, for tuning in. Speak to you soon. Cheers.